What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Unconventional Education Show, where we talk entrepreneurship, we talk mindset, and we talk life experiences to help you level up and become the best version of yourself. To start today's episode, I want to thank everybody who showed up for our personal branding masterclass last week. It was a huge hit. We had over 250 people um, all about just personal branding, how to monetize your personal brand, how to grow your audience, how to get clear on your message, how to actually go and put yourself out there. And we had such a great turnout and such awesome engagement in the group that we've decided to keep the Facebook group running. So I'll have in the show notes a link where you can go join the Facebook group. It's just called Brand Masters. Like I said, we have over 250 people in there now, and we're just going to keep giving you tips, tricks, and strategies to go out there and crush it with your personal brand. And I partnered up with my boy Ruven Alvarez for this group. So he has crushed it on YouTube. He's crushed it with so many different avenues. He's a true expert when it comes to branding. And we're just bringing both um, just two different dynamics. Some of it overlaps, but really, we're just going to create a community in there and help you guys level up with your personal brand and how you're putting yourself out there to the world. So definitely join that group. And today's episode is going to be an extension of a little bit what we talked about in the master class. This week was packed. It was crazy. And last night, I actually had a phone call with a good friend who was on the master class. And then she had some questions afterwards. So we got on, we ended up talking for two hours. And our conversation is really what inspired the episode today. So I don't want to compromise her or her information or every anything that she's doing. But we were talking and it's the same thing it boils down to for most people as to why she's hesitated to take action and it's being in your head. She has a whole plan, knows exactly what she wants to do, knows why she wants to do it, which I'm going to get into that, but just that that's one of the most important things is knowing why you're doing something, but had everything but is just struggling to take action. And I talked about in the master class, and I've talked about this before, there's really three main fears that hold people back in entrepreneurship, in business, but it's also when it comes to pursuing any type of venture that's different or out there or against the conventional way. And those three fears are the fear of other people's opinions, the fear of failure, and imposter syndrome. Now, I broke this down exactly like this on the masterclass. I told everyone these are the three main fears and I had a perfect example of how these apply to me for my book. So uh, I've talked about my book many times on the podcast, but going back to 2016, when I first had the idea on graduation day, I remember I started sharing it with a few friends. And what happened was I was 22 years old. People are like, John, you're way too young to be writing a book. You don't have enough credibility yet. You know how much time that's going to take. You know how much effort that's going to take. Like, what do you think you're getting into? I'd wait a little longer till you have some more success and more accomplishments and more experience under your belt. And honestly, that threw me off entirely. Like, and, and then I, I was asking people for their advice and their feedback, and there was only very few people who aligned with it and were like, go for it. A couple of my really close friends who are also entrepreneurs, and there's no irony to that, 
and my mom as well because she had her book idea and she kind of helped me formulate my message and everything I wanted to do. But in the beginning, I asked people's opinions and then once I got those from a few people that I liked and respected and trusted, I'm like, well, what is everyone else going to think? And I started conjuring up all these scenarios in my head of what was going to happen when I put this book out there and put my message out there to the world. The second is obviously the fear of failure. And it takes a lot of work to write a book, guys. And I remember it took me probably four or five attempts before I actually committed and saw the process through till the end. And every single time, I remember the first true stab I took at it, it was right after I moved to Italy. I went to Pino's. It's a amazing panini place and it's world famous especially famous in Florence but went off into the back room and for whatever reason I thought I was a superhero and that I was going to handwrite this damn thing but I remember writing and that was like I wrote for that one day and that was it I got overwhelmed I began thinking about how much more ahead of me there was I had a couple pages done I'm like dude that look how long it took you to write these few pages you know how long it's going to take you to write the rest of this. And let alone that, none of this is perfect. You're going to have to go back and edit and revise. And then you have to figure out how to actually get this thing turned into a book. And then what if no one even fucks with it? What if people don't like it? No one buys it. No one wants to hear my message. And then I was just thinking about like wasting all this time for nothing. That was another thing that threw me off. The third, imposter syndrome. Again, I mean, the, the opinions of my friends were... And, and the people I, I asked for their advice, one of the top things I got is you're so young, you, you know, you've had cool results, John, and you've been able to live a pretty cool life, but you haven't made millions and millions of dollars yet. You're not flying around in jets. You're not doing all of this crazy stuff. Who are you to go write a book? And that stuck with me. And I remember looking and I'm like looking at all my favorite authors and my favorite books and I started comparing myself to them. I'm like, you know what? I'm not Robert Kiyosaki. I'm not Dean Graziosi. I'm not Brendan Burchard. Like, who am I to think I can go write a book and be up in there the ranks with Napoleon Hill? And I started comparing myself to these people. But look at this reframe, guys. And I want you, I'm talking about my book just because that's my experience and that's what I've learned from. But this applies directly to all of you and all of your own circumstances and situations. So look at what I did here. The fear of other people's opinions. What I did to get over that, well, I had been <laughs> kind of doing that with all my businesses my entire career up until that point. So with network marketing, I had gotten over other people's opinions. When I was running around campus flipping books, I didn't care what people were going to say about me. When I was doing all these different things that were against the grain, I had learned to flood other people's opinions out. And for this, um, what I realized was I was asking the opinions of people who were so out of alignment with the lifestyle I was pursuing and what my goals were. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, no shit, someone who is pursuing a nine to five traditional lifestyle looking to settle down right out of college is telling me that this is risky and that I might not be credible enough yet and that I might be way in over my head. Like, of course they have those limiting beliefs because they're on that fucking conventional route. I am not. So why am I seeking counsel and opinions from people who don't have what I want and the lifestyle I want? And this was part of our phone call uh, yesterday with my friend. I was like, if you're asking people who 
aren't building their own business, who aren't in the line of work that you want to be in, who are literally have folded their cards and have conformed, obviously they're not going to support your idea. But if you go ask someone who's an industry leader in what you're trying to pursue, if you go ask an entrepreneur like me, I was all encouraging. I'm all for it. I'm like, let's go. Let's get after this. But you ask someone who's in alignment with what you're actually trying to do, you're going to get real constructive feedback and not just bullshit opinions from people who are projecting their insecurities upon you. So I realized that was probably the easiest one for me to get over was the fear of other people's opinions because I quickly realized that the people I was asking literally couldn't be more opposite of what my goals were in life. So of course, they're not going to be all as excited and see the vision of what I'm trying to do. The second, the fear of failure. And this is a huge one for people. And that was another topic last night. What if I do this and it doesn't end up working, then I'm years behind. And then people who went and got a traditional job, now they're making 100K a year and I'm gonna be so far behind them. Look, guys, if you're building a business, this is my opinion. You're gonna hear a lot of different things from different people, but I think you should keep a steady source of income and build on the side until you get it to the point where it can replace your income. Like we all have time. And I saw a quote going around multiple times this week. It's not that you're tired, you're uninspired. You have time when you get out of work to go and build your business and work on your dreams and work on what you're doing. So first of all, I think you should have some source of income while you're building your business. And you have the time. It's just a matter of instead of Netflix and bullshitting and drinking and doing all like all that shit that's just wasting time and not getting you anywhere, focus on your business and start building brick by brick until eventually it's there. But in terms of failure, so first of all, and I also shared with her, I'm like, yeah, maybe some people are making $100,000 a year in their corporate job, but guess what? I would say 95 plus percent of those people hate what they're doing. They're going through the motions Monday through Friday so that they can get out on the weekend and then escape for the weekend all the whole time dreading Monday and then going back into the that routine. So sure, are they making six figures? Yeah. Are they happy? Probably not. Are they chasing their passions? Probably not. Do they feel fulfilled? I doubt it. So you can't look at it in terms of that money and, and that gets into comparison, which we'll get into in a second. But in terms of failure, so for my book, I was like, all right, well, let's think about this. Do I, it was something I was super passionate about. By the time I started really writing, it was three years of it being an idea and I knew that it was something I had to take action on. I made the decision. I was like, if this book can reach one person and change their life, then this book didn't fail. It was a massive success. So from altering my perspective to look at it that way, there was no way I could fail because I knew that I could change at least one person's life with this book and if I could do just that, it would be a success. And that's how I got over the fear of failure with my book. For imposter syndrome, that was one, and I think this is something that people struggle with a lot of their career because there's always someone who has more results than you, who has more money, who has nicer things, who has done a little bit more. And that's always going to be the case unless you're Bezos, I think. (laughs) But there's always going to be someone who's got more than you. And I was looking at it. I'm like, how in the hell is it even remotely reasonable for me to be comparing myself to these authors who are 40, 50, 60 years old when I'm 22? I'm like, let's look at where they were when they were 22, right? And like, you can't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 50. And that's exactly what I said on the masterclass. These people have so much more experience and time 
And that's it right there. They've had so much more time than you to go out there and build what they're building. So how can you possibly compare yourself to them? They may have 20 books published, but how can you be like, oh, I don't have 20 books published yet when you haven't even started and you're 20, 30, 40 years younger than them? You know what I mean? And once you start realizing that the comparison's ridiculous and that you're just not even comparing level grounds, it, it just doesn't make sense. So I was like, well, Tony Robbins started somewhere. He had to write his first book. He had to give his first speech. He had to do his first class. And a lot of, not even a lot, all of these people failed in the process. So just stop with looking at what other people are doing and realize that your chapter one shouldn't be on the same level as someone else's chapter 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. It just doesn't make sense. So once I got over that and these, the fear of what people, uh, uh, what their opinions were, my fear of failing and the fear of imposter syndrome, that's when I, I took action and made it happen. But there was another strong reason. And this was another part of our phone call. By the end, she, well, I, I, I was telling her how to find her why. Like why, what is driving her to become successful? There's a seven levels deep exercise I like to do. And she said, she's like, well, I know the why for why I'm building this business I'm building. And she shared it with me and it was so damn powerful. And she was like, should I start like promoting this, this business and coming out with this business with why I'm doing it? And I was like, 1000%. There's, there's so many reasons, but ultimately facts tell, stories sell. And when you are doing something for a reason that's more than just yeah, I want to make money. I'm trying to make some extra profit. I'm doing this because I hate my job. Well, that's great. And that might motivate you, but that's not going to motivate other people to get behind your cause and aligned with your cause. When you start with a compelling why and people know you're doing this for a reason bigger than yourself, they're going to be much more willing to support and get behind what you're doing. Okay. So with anything, you need to dig into your why. And, and if it is you're starting a new business, you are starting to put yourself out there on social media, you have a new passion you're pursuing, why are you doing it? Take some time to get really clear on that because not only will that get people to align with what you're doing and get behind the cause, but it will be the reason that you stick it out and keep going even when you feel like quitting. When you're so clear on that why and it's so powerful and you know it's a purpose, it's way bigger than you, the fear of other people's opinions, the fear of failure, imposter syndrome, all of that becomes so insignificant because you've got this purpose that's so large and so big that it's going to be pulling you. It's going to be getting you out of bed every morning, fired up for the day. It's going to be your purpose and why you're taking action. So when she said that, I was like, you've got it. Like You are there. It's just a matter of getting over these little things about in your mind. Everything comes down to mindset. That's why I'm so passionate about it. Every single person you you see succeeding at the highest level just has this fortified, calloused mindset from going through the adversity. I talked about that last episode, from going through the failures, reframing it, but being so locked in and honed in on their purpose and their ultimate vision that none of this wanes them. And so starting with why is one of the most important things you can do there's a book, Start With Why, by Simon Sinek that's phenomenal. And when you do that, it it opens up so much more possibility. So to share with you guys, my why in business 
is to inspire, teach, and help people achieve more freedom in their life via entrepreneurship. Because I personally believe entrepreneurship is the greatest way to create freedom in your life. So if that's my why, now the how I'm doing that and executing that why, it doesn't really matter what it is as long as it's in alignment. So if I show up and I'm showing people like, this is my why, this is my fuel, this is why I'm showing up and doing everything, it doesn't matter if I have a podcast and I have a network marketing business and I have a clothing line and I have a book and I have a course. All of it aligns with my purpose and my why, so no one questions it when I put it out there. So when you start with that why and people know what you're about, as long as your how is in alignment, you're able to go in so many different directions. And that's a problem with me. I don't know about you guys, but one of my biggest fears, I think, and hesitations has always been being put in a box and labeled as one thing specifically because there's so much I want to accomplish. And I do genuinely believe um, another book, The One Thing, you need to start and make your mark with one area before you can expand out. The example I always use is Kevin Hart in stand-up comedy. Now we see this dude, he's in movies, he's sponsored by Nike, he's doing so much more, but it started with that stand-up comedy. And it's the same for you. Start with that one thing, get clear on your why, but then from there you're able to expand. So a little recap and just a little a few few tips for you guys to basically overcome these main fears and how to take action because I'm will stand by it. It's business life is a mental game more than anything else. I was talking to another one of my good buddies, Zach Etter. He he was on one of my podcasts in the early teens. We talked about how mental performance creates dominant dominant athletes, and he's got multiple degrees in psychologist, licensed therapist. He's coached. Uh, division one football teams and he's doing something really cool right now where he is basically teaching mental performance for athletes he is really doing something revolutionary right now and he's just increasing the performance of these athletes especially younger athletes and teaching coaches how to better teach their their athletes and coach them because he's understanding and bringing this whole concept to the table that their performance on the field all starts inside. It starts mentally. It starts reframing a lot of these positions. And I realized for me as an athlete growing up that it was all mental for me. And I was able to get over some mental hurdles and build the confidence in myself. That's when you show up and perform at the best. But everything in life comes down to you need to get in a mental place where you're ready to go overcome those mental obstacles because once you do then things just start to snowball it's just getting out of your own way honestly so a couple tips i have for you to overcome these fears and to take action the first be careful where you seek counsel from if you want to become a six or seven figure earner and you're seeking advice from someone who's making minimum wage tell me how that makes sense it doesn't. It just simply doesn't. And that's what we do a lot of times. We have these big grandiose ideas and things we want to go after and passions we want to accomplish that are larger than life that really require us to dream big. And sometimes the first person we go and ask for their opinion is someone who is so underqualified or unqualified to give us that advice. And so you go and unfortunately, you know, I, well, I'm very fortunate because I have a family that supports entrepreneurship. So I'm never questioned when I'm doing all this crazy shit. But people like my friend I was talking to 
will go to their family who have pursued a traditional lifestyle and be like, mom, dad, what do you think about this? And they're like, what are you thinking? You just went to college. You're going to blow it. What if this doesn't work? You go this way. You're going to have a guaranteed income, 401k, benefits, insurance, blah, blah, blah. And then that really fucks with people's heads because these people that they respect the most don't support them. But it's not because they don't support you. It's because they are scared themselves and they're projecting their insecurities upon you. Likewise, like I said, if she had been asking uh, opinions and advice from people who are in the industry already, who are already killing it, other entrepreneurs like myself who are going to support when other people take action on their goals and dreams and businesses, it would be a whole different advice that you'd receive and that would be more in alignment with supporting you with taking action. And at the end of the day, you need to understand that opinions are opinions. Another thing back to my book process, there was very few people I asked to proofread my book and it was people that I knew their belief systems aligned entirely with mine because I wasn't looking for like, do you think this is good? Do you think this is bad? Like, what should I change? I was like, no, this is it. Can you read through it? And just any changes. It was like people who knew me personally and had been part of the journey. And so opinions in general, like sure, have your, your small tightly knit circle of people whose beliefs are completely in alignment with you to seek counsel because that is a way to really like you have someone who can give you honest feedback and is going to tell you how it is that's that's powerful like i don't want to i'd want to know if an idea i'm going after sucks but it has to be coming from someone whose opinion i respect not from someone who's totally out of alignment with what i'm doing so first is just be careful who you seek counsel from and who you're getting your information and opinions from and ask yourself like if if you've gotten an opinion from someone that you really didn't like to hear look at their situation and circumstance in life and ask yourself if that's even what you want and you'll be surprised to see that a lot of the times the opinions and advice we're getting from people that we don't really love is coming from something somebody who's in a position we don't want to be in so why the fuck would we take that advice anyway the second i want you to truly think and this was a question i asked her i was like what is the absolute worst thing that can happen by you taking action on your business Worst case is it doesn't work and you're exactly where you are when you started. That's it. And people think like they're going to put it out there and that if they fail that everyone is going to come to their house and surround it and with banners like you suck, you're terrible, like you're a loser throwing rocks at your window and everyone's going to delete your phone number and block you off social media, never talk to you again. Listen, guys, you're not as important as you think you are. And this is something I learned as well. People have their own lives, their own problems, their own shit. Yeah, you might get some bullshit from them, but they're going right back to their own problems and focused on them. For the most part, most people's worlds revolve around themselves. And trust me, they're not spending every waking hour picking apart what you're doing with your business. So stop. That's all ego. You need to drop that and literally just look at it like, okay, I fail. Cool. I'm back to exactly where I was before. And now at least I know I gave it a shot and gave it a try. So what is the worst that can happen? But likewise, think about what is the best that can happen and live in that. Hold on to it. Envision what your life will look like. Think about how your life will change. Think about how you will feel. Think about how you'll show up in the world. Think about how the impact the impact that you're, you're going to make by being successful with whatever you're doing. Hold on to that as well. And if you ask me, that 
part right there, what happens if everything goes perfectly right, that's worth holding on to more than what is the absolute worst case scenario that can happen. So think about that and give it and really think about it because it, it puts things into perspective for you. The third, and she didn't like this when I told her, <laughs> but this is a motto I live by. You want to do something and it's you're ready to go, stop holding on to it in your mind because it's way easier to let yourself down than it is to let down other people. So when I have a big idea, something I'm doing, I announce it to the world. What do I mean by that? Here's a perfect example, and I wrote about it in my book because I wanted people to take this away. When I decided to do our company's 16-week physical transformation challenge, I was like, I need to put myself on the hook. What do I do? Let's make an Instagram post saying I'm doing this 16 challenge and I'm set out to win it. The second I released that post, I felt like the world was watching me, and that wasn't obviously the case. At the time, I had maybe 1,500 followers on Instagram, and Obviously, none of those people were like, oh, John announced this. Let's put a magnifying glass on him. But you feel that way. You put it out to the world. And I I feel like it's a lot easier to let ourselves down than it is to let down other people. Like we'll quit on ourselves all day, every day. But once you make it bigger than you, it's way harder to quit because you know people are watching and now it affects you because it's private when you're making the promise to yourself that you quit or, or didn't hold up. But when you put it out there to the world... Now it's public and people know that you quit and gave up and they know your character. So I told her, I'm like, announce this to the world, share your story, like why you're doing this and announce what you're going to be doing moving forward and, and tell people like, stay tuned. And every time I do something major, I make a post because it, I feel like it puts me on the hook and I have no choice but to see it through. And this is a tip. You can use this for anything. If you're starting, you want to lose 15 pounds you want to start a business, you want to start taking action on a podcast, uh, you just have any type of goal. Maybe you want to start running 20, 30, 40, 50 miles a week. Make a post, share, and but like, don't just say, I'm going to be running 50 miles a week. Get like emotional with it. Share the backstory, share the why, and share, this is why I'm committing to this, and put it out there You'll be surprised by the support you get too. It's funny the people you, you find that support you. Like I would say my biggest supporters are people that I really don't know all that well. And it's funny how it works, but people come out of the woodworks and people do want to see you win. It's not like everyone wants to see you fail. There's definitely the people that do who are miserable, but there's going to be a lot of people who are inspired by what you do and it's going to inspire them to take action as well. So to overcome all of this, I think... The best thing you can do is don't overthink, announce, and then it's like, well, now we have to figure it out. And that's my motto and that's what I live by. So hope you guys got a little bit of value from this. I think this whole mental thing and people worried about what everyone's going to say about them is just so overplayed. And I know it's a big problem, but you got to get over it. You, you got to stop living for other people and worrying about what other people are going to say about you. And this is the best advice I can give for you from my experiences as to how to kind of overcome all of that. So uh, I want to thank you guys once again for tuning in, for sharing the show. If you've been getting value, just please drop a five-star rating, hit the subscribe button, share it with a friend, someone who needs to hear this message. There's so many people out there that need that little bit of boost and permission and a little of these reframing tactics to go out there and actually crush it with their business and crush it in life. So all we ask is you pay this forward, share it with somebody. 
And uh, I, I just want to thank you guys again. This has been so cool. I love showing up and doing these podcasts. I feel like I've been learning a lot in the meantime, but what's even cooler is when you guys shoot me a DM or repost this and tell me how it's changed you, how you got so much out of it. That just fuels me to keep going with it. And like I keep saying, we're just getting started. So I'm excited for the future with this. And I mentioned in the beginning, but Brand Masters on Facebook is going to be a little community we're building for anyone in the personal branding realm. We're going to be, Ruben and I are going to be in there sharing our tips and advice as to how to really go out there and crush it with your personal brand. I'll have the link in the bio, or you can just search Brand Masters on Facebook and join us there. But that's going to be awesome. And we just have a lot of exciting stuff. The hustle prevails. We have some really cool stuff in the works. I just dropped off some new samples to get printed. And I had a long talk with my boys over at the Lost Breed who've built such an enormous community. They have over half a million followers, a whole clothing line, and they're just so much inspiration and motivation. But just getting, like, figuring it out, figuring out what the next steps are. And this all goes right back into the episode. Like, I announce and I figure out, like, I'm on the hook. I bite off way more than I can chew, and I figure out how to chew it. And you guys need to start doing the same. That's the motto. And how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a motherfucking time. That's it right there. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next episode. Later, everybody. Peace.